Hello, this is your daily dose of news from On Manorama. I am your host Vishnu and these are the major news stories of the day. We begin with a worrying development. India recorded its first H3N2 influenza deaths in Karnataka and Haryana on Friday. Around 90 cases of H3N2 have been detected in the country. Chinese parliament endorses President Xi Jinping's leadership for their third five-year term. Heatwave across Kerala, five districts issued dangerous sunburn alert. Recurring fire stops ministers from giving deadline for Brahmapuram operation. Kerala government to dismantle Rs 60 crore Tata Covid hospital in Kasargod, sanctions Rs 23.75 crore for new block. Let's get into the details. India on Friday recorded two influenza deaths caused by the H3N2 virus, the government revealed. While one person died in Haryana, the other succumbed to the illness in Karnataka. An 82-year-old man in Karnataka's Hassan is believed to be the first to die of H3N2 in the country. Hira Gowda was admitted to hospital on February 24th and died on March 1st, according to officials. He was reportedly a diabetic and suffered from hypertension. Around 90 cases of the H3N2 virus have been reported in the country. Eight cases of the H1N1 virus have also been detected. Cases of flu have been rising in the country over the past few months. Most of the infections are caused by the H3N2 virus, also known as the Hong Kong flu. This virus causes more hospitalizations than other influenza subtypes in the country. Only H3N2 and H1N1 infections have been detected in India so far. Both have symptoms similar to COVID, including persistent cough, fever, chills, breathlessness and wheezing. Patients have also reported nausea, sore throat, body ache and diarrhea. These symptoms can persist for about a week. According to experts, the virus is highly contagious and spreads through coughing, sneezing and close contact with an infected person. Doctors have advised COVID-like precautions including regular washing of hands and masks. The Indian Council of Medical Research urges covering one's mouth and nose while sneezing and coughing, plenty of fluids, avoiding touching the eyes and the nose and paracetamol for fever and body ache. The infection may be severe for high-risk groups like older adults and younger children, besides people with weakened immune system because of chronic medical problems. The Indian Medical Association recently urged doctors not to prescribe antibiotics to patients before confirming whether the infection is bacterial, as they can develop a resistance. China's ceremonial parliament on Friday unanimously confirmed an unprecedented third five-year term for Xi Jinping as president and head of the military, paving the way for him to stay in power for life amid the slowdown of the economy and increasing tensions with the US and EU. Much on the expected lines, 2,952 legislators of the National People's Congress, often described as the rubber stamp parliament for its routine endorsement of the Communist Party's proposals, approved Xi, the 69-year-old core leader, as president and the chairman of the all-powerful Central Military Commission, the high command of the 2 million strong world's largest military. All his predecessors retired after two five-year terms. But Xi will continue, perhaps for life, as the new powerful leader of the world's second-largest economy heading the party, the military and the presidency, which observers say will have wider implications for China internally and externally, especially for the immediate neighbour India, considering the aggressive posture struck by the Chinese military in eastern Ladakh along the line of actual control. This year's annual session of the NPC is regarded significant as it heralds a once-in-a-ten-year change of leadership of the Chinese government, including the premier who presides over the state council. The sun is glaring down on Kerala as the summer gathers steam. 
Amid scorching heatwave conditions, the first ever heat index map published by the State Disaster Management Authority has placed Tiruvannamalai, Kottayam, Alappuzha, Pathanamthitta and Kodikode districts under danger zone areas. The classification suggests that chances of suffering lethal sunburn remain much higher in these regions in case of prolonged exposure to sunlight. Certain areas, especially in Tiruvannamalai and Kodikode districts, are included in the extreme alert category where the sunburn threat is very high. It further states that most parts of the state fall within the 40 to 45 degrees Celsius category, which suggests that prolonged exposure to sunlight will cause fatigue. Heat stroke is also known as sunburn. It refers to severe heat illness that causes body temperature to go beyond 40 degrees Celsius. Red skin, headache, dizziness, and confusion are likely symptoms. The heat index map has been prepared by comparing the temperature recorded by the automatic weather stations under the India Meteorological Department and the relative humidity levels. Nine days after a massive fire broke out at the waste treatment plant at Brahmapuram, the state government is unable to give a clear answer as to when can it be extinguished fully. State Industries Minister P. Rajiv on Friday said that the situation at the plant is such that fire may recur even after the flames are doused. He said the garbage caught fire as deep as six meters and that the firefighters had to dig the burning waste out and douse the flames. He said the shifting of waste from the city has resumed. The process had come to a halt after the fire broke out at the plant. Rajiv said the authorities had explored options like artificial rain and use of carbon dioxide to extinguish the fire but resorted to the traditional water spraying as it was found to be the most feasible in the situation. Minister Rajesh said the firefighting mission has been progressing with new lessons learned from the experiences of each day. The minister said the government would examine the allegations that the fire breakout was man-made. At present our focus is to extinguish the fire, Rajiv said. The government of Kerala has decided to dismantle the COVID hospital built by Tata Group at a cost of rupees 60 crore two and a half years after it was inaugurated in Kasaragod. The business conglomerate built the hospital using 128 prefabricated shipping containers in five months during the COVID pandemic and claimed they will have a life of 25 to 30 years if properly maintained. Udma MLA and CPM leader CH Kunyambu said the shipping containers are not suitable for the climate of Kasaragod and that they will be replaced with new buildings. In a Facebook post, Kunyambu revealed that in the first phase, the state government has sanctioned Rs 23.75 crore to build a new 50-bed critical care unit at Tata Hospital. The government's decision to invest in civil infrastructure goes against the health infrastructure needs and demands of doctors and people's representatives of Kasaragod. According to an office bearer of the Kerala Government Medical Officers Association, the people don't need another hospital building but doctors in existing hospitals in Kasaragod. Kunyambu said the decision to upgrade the COVID hospital to a critical care centre was taken based on the demand made by members of the Assembly. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Daily News Toast, hosted and produced by me, Vishnu, with technical support by Idea Brew Studios. Follow on Manorama.com for detailed updates on the latest news and be sure to come back tomorrow.